Good evening and welcome. It is Wednesday night. It is the Independence Gang. I'm your host, JV, along with co-host Britt Griffith. We've got a couple of terrific guest panelists with us tonight, Trish and Juliet. Welcome to both of you. Good to see you here as we uh, as we uh, do what we normally do on a Wednesday night, which is talk about fun things. And I've got something very fun to talk about before we actually get into all this stuff. I know, Juliet, I'm excited. I'm waving my hands and everything. <laughs> Jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> I, I am really excited. Before I do this, hello to everybody as uh, folks file into the chat rooms, both on YouTube, uh, Foxhole, checking over here on DLive and Twitch as well, and Rumble. Uh, welcome to everybody. Okay, so last night, we had a great guest on Drew um, Allen was his name at podcast host. And I guess Britt, you said he's coming on to this program next week. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. He, he, he voiced an interest. He's, he watched one of our episodes. He's like, Hey, can I come on? I said, hell yeah. Yeah. Well, well that's Wednesday he'll be on. Oh, that's pretty cool. But in the course of our conversation last night with him, and I don't know if this had anything to do with him. I don't remember how it came up. You and I started talking about the fact that we had started to do this program in a very, very different format uh, about a year before we actually did it, because this this goes back was, to about March of this year. After him, oh, okay, we had that conversation after was he was okay, but it was during the episode, right? We were talking about it during the episode. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I was yes. looking for some for we only did one episode of the original format of this program. It was uh, let me just give you a, a kind of a, a sample of what this program was about. <laughs> Okay, so Libra. <laughs> so so this is this is Brit and I uh, doing our first version of a political show when we were a little concerned whether we wanted our identities to be known as we were talking about this stuff because we had other careers, we've had other things going on, and we didn't want to affect those things, okay? So we did this program called Undercover Patriots. We did one episode. I have a clip here. Oh my God! Can't believe you All kept right, so this. we've got a lot to get to tonight. Yes, we've got a lot to talk about as as things get um, crazier oh around God. the country, and uh, you know people are handling this very very differently. <laughs> of course, we're all talking about things like quarantining and social distancing, and yes, the voices that, are changed uh, to protect so the innocent. Easy to yes. shut down an entire country due to any kind of pathogen, any type right, of So we don't infection. really need to watch much of that. But that's what we did. That's how we started this thing. That was in April of 2020. And the interesting thing, if you actually listen to the clip, this was all pre-shutdowns. It was when things, uh, the whole pandemic thing was just starting to be uh, considered to be as serious as it was. I mean, obviously, the whole you know leading up to that, there was discussion about it. But this is before all the major lockdowns. Clearly, before we had vaccination uh, op op options or opportunities. Uh, and and early on, and Trump at that point was was talking about, hey, we have to reopen. We've got to reopen. And uh, we can't, you know, regardless of what this virus is going to do, it's going to do its thing. We have to open this country back up. People need to work. People need to uh, produce things, all, the, all that stuff. So we know in hindsight how that all worked out. But yeah, so that was the uh, uh, was Undercover Patriots. Britt and I were afraid to show our faces in the beginning for fear of alienating our other audiences. At this point, we don't give a shit, Britt. Yeah, pretty much. Don't give a shit. And, uh, and, and honestly, it was, it was also more than just alienate. It was, the, it was That's when cancel cult, I mean... It still is, but you know, I mean, people were getting whacked left and right off of shows. YouTube was out of control, uh, as they still are, but we now know how to navigate it. 
Um, but also, that's when Antifa was showing up at people's houses. That's true. And throwing bricks through windows. And, you know, my address, like if you Google me and trying to figure out where I live, it goes to my mom's house or where my kids live with my ex-wife. So yeah. they're not going to show up at my doorstep. They're going to show up at someone else's that I, that I won't be able to, you know, return fire. Because if you throw a brick through my window, you're getting hot lead coming back at you. Yeah. So, uh, Trish, should we have kept the masks? <laughs> I think so. I, I think that would have maybe brought in more viewers. I'm just saying. We could have got a whole... We're, we're like had a whole audience of, you know, Mexican wrestling that we could have pulled in. And you guys are now completely alienated. Like oh, if he if he has one, I'm gonna laugh so oh, hard. Oh boy, just need to go get one. I bet he did. I bet he did. Juliet, the funny oh my thing. God, this is gonna be great. The funny thing is, I actually remember <laughs> the conversation. I remember the discussion we had. Well, we can just order these masks off of uh, Amazon, and we can put them on and talk to the masks. I mean, in retrospect, it's hilarious that we were thinking that way. But I guess there was a legitimate reason to think that way at the time. I mean, of course, yeah. I, I mean, I. I think I love it though. Like it's terrifying with the voice changing. <laughs> so scary. Like I would totally watch that. Yeah, we even changed our voices, which is just it's just oh my, oh god. my god. I know, right? Yeah, I thought I had the mask right over there. I was gonna put it on, but I don't know what I, I don't know where it went. Well, another thing that's terrifying is uh, uh, what Joe Biden was doing today. He was in Baltimore to uh, <laughs> trumpet and try and, oh, what the hell? That's not the, you should have worn that mask. Where'd that come from? <laughs> I found it at, I found it at an estate cell. Oh, that's uh, here awesome. Here in North County, we're uh, up by the, up by the Richard, Richard Nixon library. That's really cool, actually. <laughs> Uh, gotta have that i love that um yeah so something else is scary is what joe biden uh, was doing today he was out at the port in baltimore talking about his infrastructure bill that was just passed by the house of representatives and also trying to sell the nation on the build back better act which is the gigantic spending package that does nothing to build anything back better other than government and social programs that are unnecessary and too expensive but i pulled a couple of clips out of this because it's just disturbing. And I know that we talk often about how incapacitated in many ways Joe Biden is. Uh, and some of these clips just illustrate that again. Um, I don't know why this is almost like, you know, uh, a morbid curiosity to watch this man fail at this point. But we do have to remember he is the president and the leader of the free world. And it, that's a sad statement. So here's here's one cut. This is uh, Biden talking about uh, climate catastrophes and how the Build Back Better plan is going to help mitigate some of this. You ever think you'd hear somebody stand up and say the Colorado River is being drained? You ever think you'd see you'd go out more wildfires in the West than the entire and lost, land lost, homes lost, so burned to the ground. I've flown over in Marine One, than the entire state of New Jersey, from the Cape all the way to New York. That's how much we've lost in America. So far. So Trish, he's bumbling through the whole thing, you know, can't complete a sentence. And then at the end, and you've talked about this before, having seen dementia patients, you know, the anger comes out uh, because that's kind of a go-to thing for folks who are suffering from that. Yeah, he and he does that quite a bit. Like if the reporter asks a question that he feels is out of line, he immediately turns into angry Joe. You say something to his face, like just like with that union worker that got up in his face about, you know, the Second Amendment. And he said, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take your AR fourteens. I was like, Oh, go ahead and take my AR fourteen joke because I don't have one. Go ahead. That's AR fourteen. Yeah, no, he yeah. 
like he he is ah uh, yeah but don't even get me started about this infrastructure thing and like seriously but the wildfires poor forest management is not climate change it's not something that you can tax into reality and not only that, Forest not only that, Department. but as uh, Britt and I talked with Gregory Wrightstone on the uh, Patriots Roundtable last week, he actually went through the data. There actually haven't been more significant or severe fires. The difference is that a lot of a lot of this land is now uh, developed, um, but as far as the number of fires and the and the acreage that's been burned, it's not any more severe than it was a hundred years ago. It's not really any different. Here's one for you to decipher, Juliet. But what happens if there's nothing to buy? You got more money. You compete for getting it there. It's, it creates a real problem. You compete for getting it there. Get, 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 <laughs> All right, know. Elmer Fudd. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, mean, what was he, I don't know what he was trying to say. <laughs> oh, Biden. Um, if you have more money and there's nothing to buy, sounds a lot like like i don't what is he talking about like first of all who has more money except for the like elite class right now i'm certainly not the middle class and i mean we would like to be able to buy things but i mean i just what is he talking about i don't know that's an excellent question brit uh here he has some solutions for us for anybody who might have been worried about buying christmas gifts and here's the good news yesterday i spoke with the ceos personally spoke with the ceos the major retailers, Walmart, Target, and the leading freight movers, FedEx and UPS. They assured me that the shelves will be stocked in stores this holiday because they signed on a 24-7 as well. They signed on a 24-7. So he talked to Walmart and Target, and uh, he's been assured that the shelves will be stocked and Christmas should be merry. This is the, um, this is the leader of the free world solving problems. Yeah, he's an idiot. Um Number one, FedEx and uh, UPS already work 24-7. Uh, I happen to live next to the one of the UPS hubs, Ontario Airport. Those planes do not stop in and out. The trucks in and out all night long. Um, Walmart, most Walmarts, uh, you know, they, they, they stock overnight. They're already on a 24-hour plan. Here's the problem, Joe. The shit's stuck out in the ocean. There's 115 cargo containers, 500,000 uh, there's there's 115 cargo container ships with 500,000 containers sitting off the uh, coast of Long Beach in LA right now. That is what needs to be on shelves. It is not on shelves. I have seen post after post after post on the socials of people going into grocery stores and uh, toy stores and you know retail stores, and you know, all of a sudden Campbell Soup has 17 aisles. You know, when it really should only have a section, you know, type of thing. Or they're putting up the, 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 the photographs of full aisles. So something is amiss. It is happening. And it's because of government. I, I've been thinking long and hard about this, JV. I really believe had the government done absolutely nothing when this virus rolled through, we would be better off today right now. I agree. We would be better off today. Mm -hmm. Had they done nothing, we would have therapeutics to deal with this because private private industry would have gotten in on it um and fixed it uh you know maybe maybe they could have tweaked the regulations to speed along the vaccine part of it but all the shutdown all this you know restrictions all these passports all these mask mandates and whatnot had the government what done not? nothing we would we would have more people alive today we'd have more people alive today and we would be economically in a much better position and China wouldn't be running rampant across the planet. But Joe Biden works for China and that's what they wanted done.
Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's not just with this pandemic. It's almost every single problem that government has stepped up to fight. They make it worse. They make it worse. That's what conservatives have been saying all along. This is a perfect example of it because it's such an extreme. I've got one more Biden clip from today. This is actually a bit of a montage of a few moments from the speech. This bipartisan infrastructure bill is a major step forward. And with this plan, We've set in motion what that's what's exactly what we're going to do. You guys, as an old expression up in Claymont, Delaware, I was from, you all brought me to the dance, man. You know, um, he just doesn't, he's just not up to it. He's just not up to this, Trish. He's not. No, he's, he's so out. Like I was telling you before the show, like I just saw Newt Gingrich speak on Monday. And they're about the same age. And Newt Gingrich is sharp as a tack and is an excellent speaker and is totally on top of it. And then you hear somebody like Joe Biden. And I'm like, it, can you just turn the teleprompter around so we can read it? Because that would just be easier than trying to figure out what the hell language he's speaking because it's not English. I Yeah. Yeah. And you're- just, it just it makes me sad that he's be, he's being exploited. It's very obvious he's being exploited. There are other people running the show. He's constantly talking about how he can't answer a question because he's going to get in trouble. From who, Joe? You're the leader of the free world. Who are you going to get in trouble with? Your mom? Like what? Yeah, it's it's just it's just so sad. It's so sad. I um I didn't have a lot of time to go through that speech. I listened to the whole thing. Had I gone back, there, I could have cut out another twenty of those moments where he just wasn't making any sense. Juliet, uh, he just it's you know incident after incident, sentence after sentence. He just can't spit him out. He can't read him. He's misreading the teleprompter, and then he's trying to make up for it with some weird memory that he has he's talking a lot about the old days and the old people he knows and um it's you know and here we have we've got and i've got a story later on uh china's laughing at us i mean they're literally laughing at us i can't even fathom if this were somebody else's leader right now how we would be looking at it but you know it always reminds me do you remember when uh george w was in office and he said nuclear instead of nuclear and every <laughs> like they can't they still bring it up and it's like well, um your president can't even complete a sentence in public so i mean it's it's a sad thing to see it's very scary too because he does represent us and that's what we look very weak now um we do i'm going to change the subject brit uh, you can feel free to comment on Biden or this, but uh, MSNBC might be nearing the end of its something. I don't know. Brian Williams is leaving. Uh, Rachel Maddow has already announced she's leaving. This network, Maddow, by the way, is is none of their ratings are good, but she has the highest on the network and she's leaving. Um, they've both announced Brian Williams has been with NBC for 27 years and he's been on MSNBC since 2016. Uh, could MSNBC be crumbling before our eyes, Brit? Is this the rats fleeing the ship, the sinking ship? Man, I wish we can get that lucky. No, they're going to find younger, more progressive, more woke people to backfill. It will never change until the parent company is changed. They're not owned by a globalist company, which is what, Comcast? Is NBC's Comcast, right? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the big boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until that changes, they will always be woke and driving narratives. And it's really the wokeness to them is it's not about the wokeness itself. It's just about how do they control us, the masses, so that they can do what they want. Uh, Williams, I mean, let's remember, why did Williams get dropped from NBC and kicked over to MSNBC? Because he's a liar, a big, fat liar. 
Um, how many lies has Rachel Maddow been caught in? I mean, hundreds. I mean, they're, they're, they're daily news. I mean, when, when, when I see the morning news here, the local morning news, full of misframings and straight-up lies. I mean, the corporate press is worthless. It's not – I wouldn't even use – well, you can't say that because they don't even make newspapers anymore. Bottom line is it's really sad. I, I, this really crushes me because we need an honest press so bad. The honest press is what keeps the powerful in line. It doesn't let them run roughshod over the middle class and the poor, the weaker, the lower class. We need that honest press. It is so important. And no more storming state buildings, no more storming federal buildings. If you want to protest, you want to surround a building, we start surrounding the media buildings. They are the ones that are driving the mental breakdown of 35, 40% of our population with just straight up lies and propaganda. Global, global, global would be very proud of what's Goebbels. going on today. Yeah, Goebbels. Goebbels, thank you. Goebbels would be very proud of what's going on today. He invented this stuff and he would be, he would be, he, he's probably sitting back in his grave smoking a big fat stogie looking over at Hitler going, we did it, man. It just took a little longer than we thought because it's working right now. And the media is the enemy of the people, and they need to be treated as such. Well, you know, it's funny you bring up Goebbels and Hitler because one of the things that may be leading to the downfall of networks like MSNBC is they published an article recently that suggests Republicans are worse than Nazis. And the reason they're making this comparison, because this article appeared uh, on the MSNBC website on Tuesday, it's because of the phrase, Let's go, Brandon. They're saying that this phrase, let's go, Brandon, Trish, is worse than the Nazi salute. How can they draw these parallels and why does anybody take them seriously when they do? Because they're overly sensitive, petulant little bitches. Maybe I'm just <laughs> maybe I'm just saying that that's what's the problem. Like, listen, nobody takes this seriously. That's why you get called a racist these days. I'm like, OK. Like, oh, some rando called me a racist. Big deal. It's they are so they throw around the word so much now. They throw around the word Nazi so much now that it means nothing. It has asked it has lost all of its meaning because they have overused it to the point that everyone who disagrees with me is a Nazi. Anybody who has a different viewpoint than me is a Nazi. Anybody who it's just it's 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 just petulant toddlers throwing temper tantrums and it's it's so old and overplayed and maybe they don't even understand what the nazis really did i mean if they honestly think a phrase like let's go brandon is somehow equivalent to the horrors that the nazis committed upon humanity uh, and maybe they don't even know what they are i mean they don't really have a good understanding of history as it as it is this article also said uh, juliet that let's go brandon is a quote significant downgrade from the glory days now they're being sarcastic here the glory days of the far right and said the phrase is inoffensive and very vanilla when compared to things like lock her up and build the wall are they not aware that that uh, conservatives and people who say, let's go, Brandon, first of all, it's a bit sarcastic because it came from the left. That's one of the reasons it's being used. Secondly, when we use the real words, we get censored. We get deplatformed. We get pushed aside in, by the cancel culture. So this was a way to kind of circumvent that as well. Is this all lost on them? 
I see it as kind of like a verbal meme, right? Like it's like a joke and we're all in on it. And as usual, they right. don't find it funny and they think it's horribly offensive and all this. And But I mean, um, I'm totally blanking on her name right now. Uh, Gina, she got fired by Disney because she made a comparison at the beginning Toronto. of COVID. Thank you. Um, yeah, she got canceled for drawing a, co a comparison to Nazi Germany, and now they can, they're can they saying, let's go, Brandon is worse than Sig Heil. Like, we live in a clown world. None of this makes any sense anymore. <laughs> yeah, she, she didn't even make a She wasn't even calling anybody Nazis, if I remember correctly. I think she was saying... Actually, something. Does anybody remember what it was? Because it was something along the lines yeah, of. Yeah, she did. Uh, she she was actually was just saying her you should know what the what the what the horrors were. She was kind of saying, right? Is that? Yeah, she was basically saying don't don't rat your neighbors out. Um, but she also yeah. did the bio thing on her Twitter where she went. I I, I identify as beep pop boop, which is a R two D two thing. Apparently, I don't know what that means, but okay. No, she did a couple things that pissed him off. <laughs> gotcha. All right. So um, another thing I wanted to chat about, Brett, here is that because uh, you're in California, California schools are looking to ditch the A through F grading system, citing racial gaps and dropping student achievement. This article says that schools in Los Angeles and San Diego are overhauling the traditional A to F grading system in a bid to raise student grades and eliminate racial achievement gaps. A number of schools in Southern California are doing this. Uh, they've, been, they've directed teachers to apply grades based on, quote, whether students have learned what was expected of them during a course and not to penalize them for behavior, work habits, or missed deadlines uh so yeah we don't have any standards anymore so in other words the education system which has already failed people has now dropped the little bit of standards that they have and they basically just eliminated them completely right before i touch that i want to i want to i want to comment on this brandon thing this let's go brandon thing the reason that the left is freaking out about the let's go brandon thing is because it comes from the people Fuck Trump came from the elites, the Kathy Griffins, the, you know, the, the Robert De Niro's, the, the elite of the elite, the super rich, the media tried to keep it going, etc. And it was very astroturfy. Let's go, Brandon, is from the people, from the heart of the people. And the fact that it went from fuck Joe Biden to let's go, Brandon, because of that reporter, the let's go, Brandon part allowed it to work into academia, into the kids at the college football games, and the although they are doing both actually at the college kids, but that's what terrifies them because it's, it it spread it out, it spread out into academia, and the vast majority of the kids, uh, when I say kids, I mean the people in their twenties, they're now looking and looking deeper and looking at stuff that's going on that Joe Biden's doing, the administration's doing, our government's doing, and going, what the hell? No, screw this. That's why they're terrified of it because it's very effective. Uh, unlike fuck Trump. Um, as to California and the public school system in general, I mean, we had that lady that was in that article that said that the kids may not graduate, may not be able to read their diploma, but they know what a riot, the difference between a riot and a protest is. And um, the reality is, they, the politicians in California, the the left of center people, the authoritarians, which are the Democrats, which are the leftists, they are authoritarians, and they need us, the masses, to be dumb. And as long as we're dumb, we are dependent on them, and they can keep lying to us. Do you remember, JV, before people could really read, and it was you, you couldn't read the Bible, so the religious uh, pontiffs of the area, the priests of the area, would say, oh, this is what the Bible says. 
and they would read it to them. And if you had a crooked free, they could do whatever they want to control the masses. They fucked up by letting us educate ourselves. That's what happened with the, with the people that were in power, the authoritarians. They made a big mistake by letting us educate ourselves, by having schools, by because now we can read. We don't need them, and they can't have that, and they figured that out, and the globalists want to control everything, and they got to dumb us down. They got to dumb us down like the rest of the world. Like the re we, we need to be just smart enough to remember how to get to the factory and push the little button or make the little widget. That's all they need from us. We just need to be just smart enough. And uh, in America, we're too smart. So they're dumbing us down. That's what's going on. They're legitimately dumbing us down. Trish, uh, again, to quote this, they say uh, they need to grade people, uh, students, on based on what they've, um, what they've learned um, and not penalize them for behavior, work habits, and missed deadlines. Are they implying that blacks and Hispanics, which is who they're talking about here, uh, as being harmed by this, by the traditional grading system. Are they implying that those groups are not able to, quote-unquote, behave, not able to work hard, and they're not smart enough to meet deadlines? Is that what we're being told? Absolutely. Like, anybody who's in education, I've been in education for 22 years, and I can tell you that CRT has been taught since I began educating 22 years ago. This is not... This is not something, and I love all these people now. It's like, oh, we don't use CRT. No, they don't call it CRT. They call it something, they call it inclusion. They call it diversity. They call it equity. They call it all these things. But the bottom line is, is that they honestly believe that minority students, black students, Hispanic students, and it, you know, most students of color are not capable of doing the work. So we must dumb it down so that they feel better, so that they can feel that they are performing on the same level. I mean, this happens all the time. I mean, th this is not, and, and I've been fighting it my whole career, which is why I'm super popular at my job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I, I will, I'll speak up about it. It's ridiculous. I will, I, I refuse to ever tell my my minority students that they are not as capable and they're not as smart. Period. End of sentence. Juliet, this article also says student grades have suffered nationwide as a result of school closures and online learning. And in California, only 40, 46% of the projected class of 2022 is on track to meet the state university system's admission requirements. 46% compared to uh, 2019, which was 59%, which was the last full year of schooling before the pandemic. So what they're saying is everything they did during the pandemic hurt kids which is what trump was saying when he said we need to reopen these damn schools it's what every conservative has been saying since the beginning of this nonsense that you need to reopen the schools the kids are not in danger because if you don't do it you're going to hurt them so they're admitting they were hurt and now they're saying the solution to them being hurt is to eliminate standards yeah um yeah pretty much uh I mean, I'm just sitting here trying to figure out what they think is going to happen in 20 years. Like, if there are no grades and there are no standards, where do we find doctors? Like, how are we going to find the people that are really smart and really capable and can make it into good schools and go down paths like that? Where are we going to find them if there are no grades? And you don't have to do anything. How are they going to work if they can't meet deadlines or read or do math? I just... It's a scary thought because maybe they don't anticipate needing those things in 20 years. I don't know. I just, I, it's insanity. And it, 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 I mean, Trish is right. It's, it's incredibly racist. I'm just going to say, call it what it is. It's incredibly racist to assume that 
children can't are just incapable of doing better than they're doing. Yeah, and Britt, uh, you can comment on this or take it where you want to go uh, with your uh, stuff that you've got there. But this article says that uh, teachers invite bias into their grading, particularly when they come from a dominant culture and their students don't. And awarding points for behavior imposes on students a culturally specific definition of appropriate conduct that involves interpreting their actions through an unavoidably biased lens. So, I mean, what they're saying here is, first of all, aren't we all Americans? Aren't they all Americans? Or shouldn't they be all Americans? A. B. What well, they're saying. illegal aliens. Well, and yes, right. And B, <laughs> what they're saying here is that behavioral standards are somehow culturally ins insensitive. Being civilized, therefore, is somehow culturally insensitive. This is a, this is absolute lunacy, and everyone who uh, thinks this way needs to be, if we're going to do re-education camps, they need to be the first to go to them. Yes, and again, if, if we look back, if we back up to the 30,000 foot and we put all this stuff together uh, from what that side is spewing, it's all designed for division and breakdown of society. It's all great reset stuff. Sadly, most of these people are so dumb, they don't realize they're being used. They're catching a fat paycheck. It's like that scene in Ghostbusters when uh, uh, Ramus, Ramus comes in and he's doing, he's interviewing for the job. Ramus, right? That was interviewing for the job. And uh, he was at your convention. Oh, what was his name? You always um, do this to me. I don't know what you're Ghostbuster. talking about. Oh, I know, uh, the fourth Ernie Ghostbuster. Hudson. Ernie Hudson is the actor. Thank you. When Ernie Hudson rolls in, he sits down, and, and she, he basically says, if there's a paycheck involved, I'll believe whatever you want me to believe. <laughs> That's what's going on with these people. And they are they are being paid by big, 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 big billionaires, the George Soros types. And they're 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 scattered out in these in these lower local pol political realms. These, you know, they're into our education, they're into our DA stuff, they're into our justice departments at the local level. And uh, they're 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 wreaking their they're wreaking their havoc, and it's working. Now we're we're waking up to it, so we're seeing it now. It's really in our face. But the problem is, there's a lot of damage done, and there is a generation that is truly damaged. Now the inner city, it's been going on for sixty years, but now it's out into the suburbs. It's in it's into education in general that we're we're graduating really dumb kids, and. What this leads to is this. I have this video. I was just going to play this video because I'm trying to figure out what the hell this person is talking about. But this person is a graduate of the effed up public school system that doesn't teach people how to critically think or tell. It makes gives everybody a trophy, I think, maybe. But let's watch this. Uh, and I'm going to go to you first, Juliet, and then I'll go to you, Trish. And But basically, I just want help me understand what the hell is going on here. Everyone in the comments keeps asking me what the difference between Dummy Boy and Libra Mask are. So, the main difference between the two are that people who identify as Libra Mask feel more agender than they do partially boy. Versus people who identify as Demi Boy, who can be any gender but partially feel like a boy. And they might not be another gender either, they could just feel partially like a boy. Both of these identities are valid and different from each other, and people who identify as either Dummy Boy or Libra Mask have their own reasons for identifying that way. And in the end, it comes down to what they feel most comfortable identifying as. Juliet, help me here, please. Please help me here. What the hell is this? How do I translate this? My mom sent this to me and just sent WTF. 
What am I? <laughs> I like your mom. How does this even work? I don't know. I don't know if they're all like if it's like the chemicals leaching in the plastic into their water bottles or if it's a cult. I have no idea what's going on and I'm so over it. I you know at at the very beginning of all of this like 20 years ago I was willing to be nice and, you know, play along. And now I just refuse. I'm not doing it. I don't care what your pronouns are. I don't care what you identify as. You're a human being. I'm a human being. And, you know, if you're crazy, I'm probably not going to interact with you. So your pronouns are irrelevant. But I, I don't know what they're talking about anymore. I really don't. It's getting crazier every day. Trish, are, you're in the education system. Are you seeing this? Can you help? Please translate. Oh, yes. We see this all the time. Um, here's the whole thing. Uh, we are now normalizing mental illness in this country. We have become so spoiled and so complacent and so privileged in this, in this country that we have now made up problems. I, I just read an a, a article the other day that there was something like 39% of college students identify as, as LGBTQ now. Millennials, yeah. I'm like... Yeah, this is insane. Like that, we are now normalizing, and there is this big push. And it happened with my stepdaughter, and it was she came home from school one day, eighth grade, decided she's trans, and I was like, okay, explain to me what 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 you mean. And she was like, well, I'm I just I'm a I'm trans. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Explain to me like I don't understand. And she was like, but you understand. I said, no. Explain to me like I didn't under. And she literally could not explain to me what trans was. And I'm like, okay, so trans means that you feel like you are a different gender than what you really are. So do you feel like a boy? She's like, no. I'm like, then you're not trans. And she went into this tirade about how, but at school, everybody tells me I have to be, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like there is now a push, especially amongst girls. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but especially amongst girls to not be girls, to be demi-boys, to be gender fluid to be whatever to not be girls and it, this erasure of women is really pissing me off or excuse me people with cervixes or <laughs> ovum holders or whatever the hell they're calling us birthing now. people like, no that could be people. that could be that can birthing people does not exclusive to ovum holders or cervix yeah, like it's just <laughs> whatever cervix yeah, cervix, I don't whatever. But it's it's just this erasure of women. And and this is why I'm so like perplexed as to why feminists aren't freaking out. Because they fought so hard for women to be forefront, for women to be important, for women to be equal, and now we're chest feeding. Like I I, I, I don't like it's we are we're just normalizing mental illness because we have nothing better to do. Because we are so right. bored well, and we're all sitting at home and not working, we're making up shit to make ourselves feel better. <laughs> there is some truth to that. So, JV, so JV, so we go from that mental illness to this kid. This is about a minute, but I apparently this is a couple years old, but I, I just saw for the first time today and I was like, damn, I want this kid to teach my kid. If you would just get up and teach them instead of handing them a freaking packet, yo. There's kids in here who don't learn like that. Bye. They need to learn face to face. Bye. You're just getting mad because I'm pointing out the obvious. No, and you're just wasting my time. No, I'm not wasting your time. Mm -hmm. 
I'm telling you what you need to do. Yeah. You want kids to come in your class? You want them to get excited yeah, for this? You, you got to come in here. You got to make them excited. You want a kid yeah. to change and start yeah. doing better? You got to touch his freaking heart. Can't expect a kid to change if all you do is just tell him. You got to take this job serious. This is the future of this nation. And when you come in here like you did last time and make a statement about, oh, this is my paycheck. Indeed it is. But this is my country's future okay. and my education. But there's a limit when I'm not bitching, but simply making an observation. Okay, okay. And now I will leave. I love this kid. I, 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 he gets it. He is so right. All I know, what was the movie with? I think it was Robin Williams or something like that when he was teaching, and the and the one of the, the the history teacher built the boat in his classroom out of the out of the desks, and he had the kids in there, and he was like standing up like he was Washington. I mean, that's the kind of teacher I would be to get the kids involved, to get them excited. But did you hear that teacher? Uh, no, you're wasting my time. No, lady, you're wasting those kids' time. The the mm -hmm. the whole. That kid was amazing, but that teacher was horrible. Get out. Get out. You're wasting my time. No, lady, it's not your fucking time. I'm paying for you to be there. If you don't want to be there, leave. We'll get somebody else. Because those kids will be better off without a teacher like that. They'll be better off on their own. You know, I ha I'm i mixed about this to a degree. First of all, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. There are some really bad teachers. There are some really good teachers. The bad ones should be able should be removed from their positions, but they can't be removed because of things like tenure in the unions, and that's part of the problem. However, I have to say, when I went through school, I do not ever remember ever thinking I had a bad teacher. I know there were some bad ones, but I don't ever remember my parents taking my side against the teachers. They always stood up for the teachers and said I had to do what the teachers told me. And I went through school, and I learned, and I did well. So I'm not so sure it's all that either. I think parental responsibility is a huge part of this, and I think too many parents have, have and I think it's changing now, by the way, but I do think for a while too many parents would just ship their kids off to school and hope that they come back miraculously educated. And I don't think that works either. I think this is a, a much more complicated process than that. Uh, I want to go back to the to the demi whatever what was that demi boy yeah. demi whatever this demi is, boy what I'm seeing here is a is a Dungeons and Dragons generation they've learned they think mm. they can be anything they want to be and listen this is, comes from someone I played Dungeons and Dragons in high school too so I know what this game's about hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on yeah oh, whoa 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 yeah you played Dungeons and Dragons absolutely. Yeah, I went through a, a period with my friends where we played. Yeah. Why is that so shocking? Okay. <laughs> I, you know, I, I thought you were the cool band member, I you was, know, well, the I was singer. The girls all flocked around. Well, I was all those I, things, I never too. Thought I, I, ne I never thought you would be in some dark living room, hey, listen, listen, you know, with you, a bunch of with a bunch of. it was a dark you know. living room? You've got a weird image here, <laughs> That's how you played Dungeons & Dragons. That's how I never you played play. it. That's I was too busy you? lighting stuff. No, I, I was too busy lighting stuff on fire. All right. Uh, you, you and I, we've played, we've played some online games. You know that I like the game. So I play, I played, I played Dungeons yes, and Dragons too. So anyway, so in, in Dungeons and Dragons, they have things like half orcs and demigods, gods and half elves. And this is, this is the mindset that these, these kids are playing under. They think that just cause they want to will something to be that they can make it be. And that's just not the way it works. And the party of science 
according to them, is the one denying the tr most basic science here, is that humankind is divided into two genders. When we are born, with the except very ex exception of very few, very few people, um, there have been some exceptions to this rule. But the, the exception of those folks, we all are one gender or another. Whether we think differently or not, it, it really is irrelevant. It's a it's it's defined by how we're born and what genitalia we are born with. It's as simple as that. That's science, and someone needs to uh, put a wake up call into all these kids. Trish, whether it's your uh, I think you said your stepdaughter, what these they're being indoctrinated into thinking something completely farcical, and uh, it's taking farcical? over. Farcical. That's a word, Britt. That's a word. So. <laughs> it's a word. Right. Learn something new every day. There you go. And, and they're being led down this path that, again, when we look at our society, our civilization, it's destructive. It's destructive. And this may not be the thing that destroys society or our society, but what it's doing, it's creating a, a softness, a, 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 a malaise, a, a mediocrity that someone like China will take advantage of. And that's really well, ultimately it's where it's it. going to fall. And I think it's important to note that psychology has surpassed biology now. Now people think psychology is much more important than biology. Like that, that has been a transition that I have seen in my lifetime where it used to be like this was biology and psychology was these crazy people just trying to justify their own idiosyncrasies by you know creating all these nice little theories and stuff you know freud just wanted to sleep with his mother so he was just trying to figure that out so th but that has now <laughs> shifted completely now oh, <laughs> Ritz finally catching up i like that so now we've completely we've completely shifted this now to psychology how you feel is much more important than the actual biological physical truth of your existence and it's listen it's this when this shift to feelings is more important than science we're done like as a society we're finished like yeah you're right china is just laughing their asses yeah. off at us right now yeah and just i'll say one more thing here before you take it back brit is just that i actually went to a convention about dungeons and dragons and i was actually voted the best player in the tournament that's how good I was. Shut up. Just so you know. It was in, <laughs> so were you, it was in Milwaukee, so, Wisconsin. It was called Gen Con in 1987. Do you have a trophy? Wow. So were you no. a dungeon master? That's the year I was born. I, I created my own dungeons. <laughs> I created my own dungeons. I I designed them. I, you know, so put you them were, on graph paper, you know, and wrote the story and all that. Does this does being a dungeon master involve leather and ball gags? It, it well depends what kind of dungeon you're in, Britt. Um, um, but only only in your world, Britt. Yeah, exactly. Only in your world. Right, I'm just checking because I mean I might I might be I might be down for that if that's that what Dungeons and Dragons was all about. I mean, let us move this Jesus. conversation back to politics yeah. and right, take so, it to your next story. So Britt. we have. Okay, so basically, so now we have, I kind of think I got a theme going here. So now we got these, these these kids that are dumbed down a little bit. They're coming out dumbed down. The inner city is really dumbed down because of horrible leadership. So I ran across this. I tweeted this out uh, two days ago. It kind of went viral. But when you dumb down your population, uh, uh, Juliet, then stuff like this, th this, this weird shit that the media is doing. So Lone Survivor, this is ABC 
uh, Chicago uh, Tribune, CNN, and CBS right here. And there were a couple others. All of these were kind of posted about the same time. But Lone Survivor is through all of it. So this Lone Survivor, they're, they're trying to shade Kyle Rittenhouse as a, as a mass shooter, as an active shooter. They're trying to make him look uh, like an evil person when he's not. But Juliet, when you have a dumbed-down population and then you you control the media, Lone Survivor, you know, this 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 propaganda works to brainwash. Are we too oh, it's late working. to correct this? Um, I don't even know how to answer that. I mean, look at how many different publications were using the same wording at the same time. It's just, I mean, absolutely out of left field. I don't know why you would ever describe him that way because, I mean, well, I do know why, but it's just, it's not normal. So are we too late? Um, maybe? I don't know. How do we get rid of the entire mainstream media and replace it? I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And I mean, the coverage on this case has been driving me up the wall for like the past week. It's infuriating because I actually put the live stream on and, you know, catch bits and pieces yep. when I'm near the TV. I mean, I've been listening to it all the time. So the way it's being portrayed is so inaccurate and just horrible. I, I Maybe we are too late. I don't know. I don't know how to fix it. I'm a little black-pilled on that one. Yeah, me too, a little bit. So, Trish, I'm going to change subjects on you since we're running out of time. I'm going to burn through some of my stories here. So uh, I ran across this article, and, and and this is the American Medical Association. American Medical Association pushes pro-critical race theory materials and health equity guide. And what I highlighted here is basically it includes a list of words not to say, criticizes concepts like uh, uh, meritocracy and individualism, and the free market. I thought the American Medical Association was about medical stuff, not shaping our society. No, it's not anymore. It's definitely not anymore. The American Medical Association has now become a group of PC police for the medical community. Uh, it, it, they, they are the ones who are pushing this, not putting gender on the birth certificate anymore. They're the ones wow. who are, who are, yeah, like they're, they're absolutely nutso. And it's, from being from a medical family and having a medical background myself, I can tell you that if a patient comes into the emergency room and they says they say that they are male and they are presenting with chest pain, we're going to treat them a very specific way because chest pain in a male means something very different than it does than chest pain in a female. If a someone comes in saying they're female and they present with lower quadrant abdominal pain, we're going to treat them very differently than a male who presents with that same symptom. So when you find out later on that that male you treated for chest pain actually was a female, and it was something completely different, or that female you treated had who had was actually a male, like or was actually a female, like we you're opening a whole can of malpractice suits just waiting to happen. And and literally that's why we're having such a problem getting doctors and nurses, qualified doctors and nurses to work anymore because the malpractice insurance is so ridiculous because of these stupid things like this that people will sue and people will sue because you hurt my feelings now so it's like pretty soon our whole medical again it's all gonna be it's all getting turned over to the government like make no mistake this is all a movement to completely have everything controlled by the government like they're trying to bankrupt like and like who is that woman who was talking about the the pipeline the other day 
Like she literally was like, no, we need to bankrupt these so that we can take over. That's their whole thing. They're trying to bankrupt the medical company so that everybody gets, it's all controlled by the government. This is, this is very clearly a great reset tactic. And yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's working reset, because the, yeah, because yeah, the American Medical Association is feeding all right into tell, it. Everybody that's watching, everybody that listens to us, take the time to look up the Great Reset and read it. it they, they literally lay out exactly what we're watching happening right now. So, JV, uh, real quick. So, the American Medical Association, I mean, they would not be in existence if it wasn't for capitalism and the free market and individualism. Um, are they? Do they think that they're going to end up on top? Do they not realize they'll be in the ditch with the rest of us? I mean – they don't have very much forward-looking prognostication going on very well in their in their industry, their, their company. Just to be clear, I didn't play all the games, but I played a lot of games. And I played a lot of computer <laughs> games in addition to the Dungeons & Dragons that I would play at occasion. It was a fun thing to do. Then I bought a couple other games that were Dungeons & Dragons-like, and I didn't like them, and I moved on from that. And computer games, games got better. What was your question? <laughs> are you still hung up are, are you feeling a little i mean no did we hit a soft uh, spot no i, I want but here's the thing here your point is is very valid but that point is valid across every single thing we're talking about yep. the reason as trish said we're bored and decadent and and uh we're in a society yep. where we have what well, we have we've had up until this point bountiful everything that people are looking for a reason to feel uh relevant a cause and these causes tend to tend to be these liberal things that we're seeing all over the place. So what you're saying is absolutely true. We, the, the system that brought us here is the system uh, of capitalism, free market, uh, strong individualism. It has created the most bountiful society civilization known to mankind. That's the United States of America. And now we're becoming our own worst enemy because we've created so much. Now we're turning on ourselves uh, so you're absolutely right. The, 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 you know, when you have these millennials complaining about capitalism and while they're while they're tweeting and they're and they're on their in, on Instagram on their phones, the, the system that created that phone for them is the one that they're trying to tear down. They don't get it. They don't understand. They think they can do all of these things and everything will still be there for them. And as you keep saying, they need to go to Venezuela and live there for a little while to get a reality check. They need to go back in a time machine uh, and, and go back to the Soviet Union and take a look at what those people had to do just to feed themselves in that system of government. Or worse, under like Stalin, where if you didn't think like Stalin wanted you to think, he would put you in the wood chipper. You know? Yeah. We've if had he, it so good for so long. If he so didn't long, like it, he put you in feet first. We've had it so good for so long that all of these lessons have been forgotten. And then we have an education system that's not teaching them. As Ronald Reagan said, we're, we need to teach our children and our children's children what it means to be free, how important it is to save that freedom, to savor that freedom, and to pass it on, and to live like citizens who appreciate it so that we can pass it on. We don't teach any of that anymore. People don't understand what it means to be uh, American in the truest sense. They don't get it. They're not being taught it, and we're losing because of it. That is so true. And back to you. Oh, okay. All right. All right let's talk about some realities here in the economy. U.S. consumer prices jumped 6.2% in October. That's an annualized number. It's the biggest inflation surge in more than 30 years. This is huge. Inflation across 
almost all products that consumers buy is even worse than expected in October, hitting its highest point in 30 years. That's according to the Labor Department. Now, what does that mean? Well, on a monthly basis, the consumer price index increased almost a full percent. 0.9% against what they had predicted, which was 0.6%. It's a 50% increase over what they estimated. And if you annualize that number, that's 10.8% annually. That is Jimmy Carter level inflation. That is economy ruining inflation. Fuel oil prices surged surged 12.3% just this month. And 59% over, over year over year, used vehicle prices were up 2.5% for the month, 26% for the year. And uh, in a separate report, report uh, Trish, uh, the Labor Department also said real wages after inflation fell a half of a percentage point from September to October. This is stagflation. This is a recipe for economic disaster. And the Democrats and the Biden administration want to double down with this Build Back Better plan because that spending will only pour gasoline to use a pun on that fire absolutely but that's okay because you know president biden tweeted this morning jobs are up wages are up home values are up personal debt is down and unemployment is down we have more work to do but there is no question that the economy continues to recover and is in much better shape today than it was a year ago what alternate universe is this guy living in First of all, I know it's not him tweeting these things. So what alternate universe are his 20-year-old interns who are typing this crap on Twitter? What universe are they living in? Obviously not one where they have bills to pay. Not ones where they have a mortgage to pay. Like I was super excited this year. I got a 5% raise. I've been waiting five years to get a raise. Finally got a 5% raise. And then what happens? 6% inflation. Soaring cost for groceries, for gas. for So guess what happened to my raise? It's gone. It's gone and then some. I'm making less money now. My money has less buying power than it did a year ago. Please bring back the guy with the mean tweets who actually knew how to run a business (laughs) because I, like, if we, this has only been 10 months, people, 10 months. Can you imagine what state we're going to be in three years from now? We're going to be begging for somebody like Stalin to come in at that point. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Another, uh, just kind of (laughs) emphasize the point you just made there. We have people in charge like Fed Chairman Jerome Powell and Secretary or Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. They keep saying these price pressures are transitory. They're temporary. She's been saying she said in January they were temporary. They'd be done by the summer. Then she keeps extending that deadline. And most economists are saying no. These are not transitory. I have a clip here from CNBC. Uh, CNBC. This is, um, uh, what's this guy's name? Ken, is it Lagoni? Does anybody know who this guy is? He's a billionaire. Is it Lagoni or Lagone? Whatever. He's He talks about inflation here for a second. This inflation is a lot worse than people think. It is not transitory. <clears throat> and trust me, the, the little people, people like my parents and Lowry's parents, they're going to suffer because it's a reg- inflation is a regressive tax. Juliet, it does affect the people at the lowest level of the economic scale. This guy, and he, he says it here that, you know, he can, he can afford to go out and pay 10 bucks a gallon of gas. It really makes no difference to him. He can buy a loaf of bread for eight bucks. He can, you know, do, he, he does what it doesn't affect him. 
but it affects the person making minimum wage, the person making 20 bucks an hour. It affects the single mom trying to you know, keep her household together and feed her kids. That's who inflation affects the most. It's the people that Joe Biden keeps saying, you're not going to see a penny more in taxes. Uh, but this inflation is a tax to them. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, effectively it is. Uh, I'm impressed that he went off like that on CNBC of all programs. But um, look, I'm, I've am i never been, math is not my thing. I'm not good at math. Even I can see how bad this is. <laughs> like, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. You can't fool me. I mean, I go to a specific grocery store for like three things every couple weeks. It's the only place that sells it. And the price has gone up dramatically now. So, I mean, it's it's all over the place. And you're right. It's going to affect the people that are already struggling. And, by the way, the people that couldn't work for a year and a half because everything was shut down. So you can't work. And then when you go back to work, your money is, you know, the money you make is worthless. It's just they're crushing the middle and lower class right now. Britt, maybe the only Democrat that gets this is Joe Manchin. I don't know if he's sincere or not, but he's saying the right things. Joe Manchin has said that we can no longer ignore inflation as Democrats uh, are poised to pass this $1.75 trillion Build Back Better Act. He says, by all accounts, the threat posed by record inflation to the American people is not not transitory, and is instead getting worse. From the grocery store to the gas pump, Americans know the inflation tax is real, and D.C. can no longer ignore the economic pain Americans feel every day. Manchin might get might get it. He might actually get it. Yeah, well, that he's also in Virginia, and he's see, reading the tea leaves, and West he needs Virginia, to yeah. make a transition. West Virginia, sorry. He needs to make that uh, transition because he's not going to make it through his election, even though it's like four years away or something like that. But he probably needs to transition to an independent sooner rather than later so that people get used to it. And then he might, might be able to survive a primary. But um, so he's just reading the tea leaves. I do. I, I, I don't know if you said I was I was typing in chat, but if you, the, the, the the inflation number that came out of the out of the, the government today was what, 6.1 percent? Is that what is it was 6.1, right? It was like 6.1. But it's 6.2. Uh, it's 6.2. Uh, okay. 0.9 for the month of October. Right. Okay. So 6.2. So if you use, I was listening to Glenn Beck today and they went back in history. And if you use the math that they used to figure out inflation in 1980, it is 14.9%. So we are at Jimmy Carter level era inflation right now. Um, they've just... Over the years, over the years, they've, they've funnied the math, they fuzzied the math to make it look better, to make it look better even when it's not. But if you use the formula they used in 1980, we are at 14.9%. And uh, JV, you and I, well, I, I'm not going to talk about you. I'm old enough to remember the Jimmy Carter era. Now, I was a kid, but I remember it. And I remember the gas lines and getting gas. You know, if your license plate was odd, you could only go on these days. If it was in an even number. You know, I remember all that stuff. And I remember my parents struggling. Um, and that's where we're at right now. It just hasn't hit completely yet. But it is starting to hit. People are running out of money. And prices are through the roof. I mean, like that turkey meme that I had where last year it was 23 bucks, This year it's 54 bucks. I mean, you... Uh, Thanksgiving, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when we get to the Thanksgiving dinner, the Christmas toy buying, the Christmas tree buying, when people will actually see, feel, 
the impact and the hurt of this bad policies coming from our government. That's when it's really going to hit home. When they actually go to buy this stuff, and all of a sudden Thanksgiving dinner is like $9,000. you got to take a small loan out for it. But you can't take a small loan because interest is at 13%. Yeah, I yeah, I mean interest rates were in some cases 16, 17% on a mortgage to buy a home back then or more. 20% I think was like the peak. Uh this Ken Langoni or whatever however you pronounce his name, this billionaire on CNBC recognized as well uh that Joe Manchin is kind of the key to saving the country right at this point and he had some interesting words about Joe Manchin here. I don't see leadership any place in this country. Thank God for Joe Manchin by the way. Thank God for Joe Manchin. The guy's got guts and courage. So, uh, you know, he's singing. This guy's a Republican, by the way. He was an avid Trump supporter, yet he recognized how important Joe Manchin is right now, Trish, to the current debate, the current proposals, and how he, Joe Manchin, is literally the most important man in the nation right now. Absolutely, he is, because his vote will decide. Like, if he votes with the Democrats, we're split 50-50, and then Kamala gets to break it. And we know which way she's going on her knees, which is usually where she goes, but that's a whole other <laughs> conversation. But, oh! uh, what? Did I say that? No. But, yeah, Oops. I mean, that... that slip out or in? Joe, yeah. <laughs> Both, right? She needs a... Mama needs a new BMW, you know? So... Yeah. But, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, wait. If, if Joe, uh, him, and I'm, I'm hoping that 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 cinema can also get her act together. I mean, I, I, I felt like she was with us there for a little bit, and then she kind of backslid a little bit. So I don't, I don't know which way she's going to end up going. But um, I just hope, I hope more people follow her into bathrooms so that she really gets really pissed <laughs> off about it because yeah, that I think is really going to. She, she's kind of become silent on this whole thing, and they're not talking <laughs> about her, so they must feel like they've got her in the bag. They don't need uh -huh. to address it anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, which is which is really really kind of scary. Uh, let's see. This is a last cut from this Langoni guy. Uh, this is this is also kind of interesting as to what he plans to do. I'm going to have one of the biggest fundraisers. He's a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm going to have one of the biggest fundraisers I've ever had for him. He's special. He's precious. He's a great American. So again, Juliet talking about Joe Manchin. He's going to have a big fundraiser for Joe Manchin, despite the fact Manchin is a Democrat and he's a Republican. That is the way forward, guys. We have to, like, now that, you know, the labels have just gone insane and the gender stuff, we got to do it here, too. We have to just give up on the whole Democrat-Republican thing, and we just have to support people that are, even if we don't agree with everything they do, if they're doing, like, mostly the right thing or what needs to happen, we're going to have to let go of party lines and start really supporting anybody that's actually acting like an american because otherwise we're just gonna lose so i like what he's doing it's a great idea yeah it is uh brit Buttigieg is telling us now that we have to be careful of a sharp rise in aviation emissions unless we enact rapid change he says if world leaders don't take dramatic urgent action to support the deployment of low carbon aircraft i have no idea what the hell low carbon aircraft are uh that the global aviation sector will experience a substantial and additional growth in emissions over the next 30 years and we need we can't we uh we, we can't afford to have that kind of emissions into the climate what the hell is he talking about this is the guy that well, um, was talking about race yeah, electric <laughs> We're talking about Solar. racist highways two Solar days ago. Planes. Oh my god! Yeah, solar planes. Again, again. It's all, and here's the thing. Um, you know what? There's going to be no aviation industry if we 
completely train wreck the world's economy and the, we won't be traveling anywhere. The only people that will be traveling are the elites, which is what they want. They don't want us traveling. They don't want us mobile. They don't, they want us to stay in our little area, live in our big city, go to our pod and eat the bugs. That's what they want. They will travel to their private islands. They will travel to the foreign destinations and then they won't have to worry about us, us, us icky peasants on the street or taking up their beaches or crowding their restaurants It'll, they'll just do their elite thing while we live in the pods and eat the bugs and do as we're told and report to the factory on time and real quick i just want to recognize uh in the foxhole uh intolerant leftist gave us a can i want to thank you intolerant leftists uh for giving us a can i it's something i can throw at jv and then laura q and uh, <laughs> gave us a fleet i have no idea what the hell wow. a fleet is but we got a whole damn fleet from Laura. So thank you, Laura, for that. We really appreciate the support. Yeah, and I also want to mention, and, uh, uh, if yeah. I, I'm going to massacre this name, B-Tribe's director in D-Live donated a lemon. So we got a lemon as well over there in D-Live. Uh, okay, I'm going to throw a can at you, and you can throw a lemon at me. There we go. Okay, that works. Uh, I'm going to – one more comment here. I'll, I'll go to Trish on this, and then, Britt, you can take it. Uh, but uh, Buttigieg says that in the United States, we have uh, – we've, we've been slow to respond to this, so we are going to start making up for lost time, accelerating our action and our commitments, including the launch of the International Aviation Climate Ambition Coalition. Now, here's the funny thing about all this. He was saying all this uh, as a result of this, you know, this COP26, this uh, Glasgow conference, where 400 plus private jets were flown in to bring these buffoons in to pat each other on the back and talk about how they can control our lives. It's such hypocrisy. Oh, yeah. And I, I love the fact that, you know, Biden had a 85 car motorcade. Because of the COVID rules. So you could only have four people per vehicle. How so in order to bring you? everybody, I know, exactly. In order to bring everybody that they wanted, they had to have 85 cars. Now, of those 85 cars, the Beast, which is his presidential limo, and its clone were flown from the United States in an air, in one of their big jets over to Glasgow for this to happen. So, But then you want to preach to me about how I should make cuts in my life and my travel when I go on vacation. What, the, the hypocrisy, I, it's, it's like, again, like they're living in some alternate reality that they have no idea what they're saying. Like they, I, they really are so out of touch with themselves that they don't see their own hypocrisy and they don't see the if it wasn't for double standards, the left would have no standards at all. And even with double standards, I don't even think they have standards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right. So this is, I'm going to make a left turn at Albuquerque here. And, oh, man, that's a little scary. Sexy. <laughs> a little scary. Mm, bum, bum, bum. I'll, hold you I'll give you the, the uh, I'll give you the uh, super fly snooker. <laughs> Um, all right, so I'm gonna play this video. I'm gonna play this video, Juliet, uh, and for you, Trish, too. But listen to the words of the employees as they're as this is going down. Look at all that. They didn't pay for any of this. Pat, don't you're gonna get fired. That's why prices go up because of these. can't get a job like the rest of us.
All right, so Julia, a couple questions. Um, number one, uh, why so much damn detergent? It was mostly detergent and some toilet paper. But uh, if you listen to the employees, uh, you heard the money manager go, Travis, or whatever his name is. Travis, don't. You'll get fired. So don't stop him. So now we're telling the world, just come steal from us. We're not going to stop you. But this was in Connecticut. CT's it, Connecticut, oh, wow. right? Yeah. yeah, Connecticut. Yeah, CT's Connecticut. Yeah, this is in Connecticut. This is not, you know, in Detroit or, uh, you know, New York or California. This is Connecticut. And it's don't stop. Don't let them go. Don't get in there. There were three cars they filled up with all that stuff. I don't even know where. I don't even know what to ask you, but other than what the fuck. <laughs> um, first of all, how much is a thing of detergent, right? Like, like I honestly can't. 14 bucks is that like a high end is that what no, is what are, is a detergent no, those are like 30 those are those are about 36 bucks piece 40 are they right really they were stealing where the oh. hell do you buy detergent i don't know what bucks? is going on in this, california did you see the like did you see the size of those things yeah like They're 15 huge. bucks like yeah. 15 bucks yeah They're like 15 bucks <laughs> well because i'm thinking like okay what is the max profit you could actually make off of that right because Realistically, if you're selling them for the same price, nobody's going to buy. I mean, I just, what are you getting out of this? <laughs> right. That is a lot of detergent. But I did once in my younger years, I uh, applied to work at a certain large clothing store. And that was like day one of orientation is you're not allowed to, you, we weren't allowed to accuse anybody of shoplifting. The best we could do was say like, hey, this shirt would go really well with uh, those jeans if we saw them put jeans in their purse. So this is weird corporate America stuff because they don't want to get sued because their employee got injured on the clock, blah, blah, blah. Um, that is, I just, I don't know what's going on there. I really, I'm very confused by it. The um, did they own a laundromat? Like I just don't know. I don't understand the <laughs> amount of detergent. I'm really confused. <laughs> yeah, I just I just looked it up. Yeah, those they're 19 bucks, so they're 19 dollars okay. the, the tied ones at least. Um, I was I asked this question on the Twitter when I shared it. What, what am I missing with the detergent? Because I thought it was like you know, is it something for making meth? You know, they always go steal the animals. <laughs> you know, I didn't know, yeah. or is it a way to make it dirty? But I mean, I didn't get it. But people were saying that it's a twenty dollar bill all day long, or maybe for this is ten dollars. It'll, it'll end up at a swap meet somewhere. So Trish, at what point do these? I mean, if you look at Frisco, Walgreens literally shut down twenty something stores now due to theft. Because they're not arresting, they're not letting their employees arrest or having security arrest, and also that doesn't help with the, the state, the, the city DA is not prosecuting. But if you if you can't run your business because your policy is not to deal with shoplifters, so you'll rather close your business down. Long run, how does that work out? I mean, that how does that work out for you as a CEO? I mean, you're, you're leaving profit on the well, table. It it doesn't work out for California very well because if you have 26 stores that all employ 25 people that all shut down and that's just one branch. So now what about if every store had to shut down 12 branches and each of those branches employed 25 people? I mean, you're talking about mass unemployment again, because the system is saying, nope, if they steal less than a thousand dollars, nope, you can't prosecute. We're not going to prosecute them. We're not going to call the police. We're not going to have them arrested. 
So why would the business stay open? Every business that they're smart is going to move. And that's what's happening. All these businesses are moving. And please, please, God, if the president of In-N-Out Burger is listening, please move <laughs> to Florida because I want an In-N-Out Burger in Palm Beach County. Please, for the love of God, move to Florida and get out of California, please. If you're listening. Yeah, well, just, I, think they, I think they're in the process of doing something like that. Um, Dear Santa. Maybe just thoughts on any of that? Take it back. We're in overtime now. So, well, I just my, my you know my first thought is that it's un, it's unbelievable in in America in 2021 that that has become commonplace. It's unbelievable to me that uh, people are allowing it. That people are uh, turning a blind eye to it. I don't blame those employees because, as Juliet said, they probably have a corporate policy where if you interfere, you know, they're afraid that if an employee gets hurt trying to stop a burglary, they're going to sue the company, which they probably would and should. And then that's going to cost a hell of a lot more than the 40 bottles of detergent that just went out the door. So um, I get it. But. The, the, what I don't get is why the police aren't doing anything about it. Why I don't get what I don't get is why the prosecutors aren't interested in this stuff. Everything we've talked about tonight, when we've talked about education, we've talked about this, we've talked about the gender thing. It's the absolute collapse of civilization. And I know that sounds extreme, but ultimately that's exactly what's happening. They want us, or I don't know if they want us to, but the result of what they're allowing and what they're pro pro proponents of is Mad Max territory. We're going to all band up into groups with weapons and go out and steal what we want because that's the only way you're going to get it anymore. Um, and again, that's an extreme, but that's the direction they've pointed us in here. I ultimately think that at some point, just like we saw in Virginia, people are going to have enough of this. They're just going to, it's enough is enough, particularly like you said, if they can't go down to the Walgreens and they get their prescriptions anymore. Or, or whatever, are their groceries because the stores are all closing up and the jobs are all leaving and the neighborhoods are getting worse than they were. They're decaying because of this. You know, at some point they got to say enough is enough. And they'll either move to places that will respect the law or they'll, God forbid, vote in some people that respect the law. I don't know which of the two is more likely, probably the moving part versus the voting part, but. I don't know. I just read a tweet uh, a couple hours ago, and I'm trying to find the article to to back it up or to to, to find the source, um, which hopefully I'll have for tomorrow or for a Friday show. Uh, but Frisco apparently there's a petition, uh, an official petition going around to recall their their county DA, one that's train wrecking everything. Good. Um, so there's a that they they've had Good. it, and there's a city, yeah, the city of San Francisco. They're trying. They're the the citizens are pushing a. Uh, a recall petition, which is apparently getting lots of signatures. Well, um, that's good. That's encouraging. Know, but, maybe. you know, but they recalled Newsom yeah. as well, and that didn't get him very far. Uh, I don't know. I mean, who the hell wants to live in a shithole? And they're creating shitholes all around the country. Who wants yeah. to live in a place where if you go into the store, you've got to worry about running into that? I mean, that's a volatile situation. You don't know how... how Oh, yeah. secure you are i mean yeah one you could say oh, if i just stand back and let them steal their shit they won't bother me but you don't know that you don't know that that's an uncomfortable unsafe situation what about if you had your kids with you uh, how would you feel about that you would never go back to that store i mean this this society can't exist this way it can't so something's gonna give it's not society no it is well it's not We're gonna so, become civilized. south africa Oh, that yeah. We're gonna become South Africa. Look at South Africa. Study South Africa and how bad the crime is there. I mean, there are people that have their cars modified with flamethrowers, 
under the under the doors because carjackings and and break smash windows and grab your purse and purse type stuff is so common there. So when someone comes up, they they don't know they don't regular scares and they push a button and fire comes up the side of their cars. That's just cool. It's crazy. That's just cool. I mean, I, yeah, well, yeah, I'll I mean, take I mean, one. That's I saw another car that had had pneumatics where these arms come out from underneath and whack your shins and break break your ankle. Comes out. <laughs> but, so <laughs> that's South Africa, but that's I, what we're headed to. My dear Santa, I, I dear keep Santa. saying, I keep saying, and I've said this for a while. Uh, we're letting the least among us dictate the rules of our civilization now, and that Absolutely. is not a formula for anybody's success. It is destroying everything we've stood for, all the good we've done. You know, this nation has a history of doing a lot of good. We have some flaws, but we've done a lot of good, and we've been able to work and work to uh, correct our flaws, many of them. And But we've done so much good throughout this world, and uh, we're just throwing it all away. It's unbelievable that people don't see it. I mean, I think most of the people listening to this program, obviously everybody on this panel, sees it. But there are a lot of people that don't see it. But when Thunderdome happens, I got dibs on uh, on Auntie Auntie Entity. I got dibs, just saying, when it, when it comes down to it. Yeah. I got dibs. Yeah. All right. I could rock that oh outfit. I'm just God. saying. Oh, geez. Are we done, <laughs> Britt? Did we cover all your stuff there? Or do I need to pull the Nacho Libre out again here? What's the... Nacho Libra! You know the funny thing about the that, Jimmy Superfly Snooker from the top rope. The funny thing about that video is that um, if you if you if you you watch it, I'm going to play it here without the uh, without the audio, just so we can talk over it. But if you watch it, you start out with glasses on here, on your mask. I know. You have glasses on on your mask. Yeah. And then at some point, you the glasses now i obviously did a merge yeah. there well, what, but you lose the glasses yeah. well the reason was is because they they with the mask on they were just far enough out to where they didn't work so everything was really screwed up. i was like whoa what's going on here oh man hey so, by the way wow. i want to say um, but, i want to say again uh greetings to our friend it's uh bait uh, uh, B Tribe's director. I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly, but uh, B Tribe's director who donated a lemon and now an ice cream is uh, a fan of ours in Germany. So Guten Tag, V Gates. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, all that stuff. I would hold up a Stein if I had one here. A but Stein? I, don't. Um, I do need to do a little housekeeping, though, JV, a little housekeeping. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, Vanguard in Foxhole is suggesting people that are watching on Foxhole. Yeah. Foxhole's engine under the hood of Foxhole is pilled.net, P-I-L-L-E-D.net. If you go to pilled.net and set yourself up an account and then follow us there, um, you'll get notifications of when we go live and if we put up any special videos or, you know, uh, there's some, there's some, um, benefit to doing that. But if you go to pill.net and just sign up, it's like, a, you know, you just got to put in the basic information and then follow us. Uh, you'll also get notified, you know, you'll see some of their other shows. They have, a, they have actually quite a few shows, some not so good, some amazing. I think we're the best though. Um, so yeah, for Foxhole, if you, if you want to get the notifications and that kind of stuff, uh, go to pill.net. Set up the account there, follow us, and then but you'll still watch us on the foxhole skin, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, also, smash the like buttons, uh, subscribe, follow. I notice uh, Rumble, since we're, we're, we're uh, streaming to Rumble now, the numbers are picking up there, which is nice. 
Except we never get anybody in chat on Rumble, which bums me out. I wish people on Rumble would, would at least just put a high in chat. That would be amazing. I would love to know where people, you know, this is what I would love to happen. People that are hearing me right now because we just had Bia Budu, whoever the hell you just said, from Germany. Uh, just in Bay, chat. Bay Tribes Director. And Bay Tribes Director uh, put a little, uh, 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 what do you call it, a gif or gif of Trump clapping. In, in chat. I would love for people just to put in, put in chat, um, not not your heart, not your physical address. I don't need to know specifically where you live, but maybe your city and country would be amazing. I would love to see where people are from just around the country. But on any of our platforms, please put in chat your city and uh, country because I'd love to know that. Anyway, uh, YouTube, we are streaming to YouTube, but we delete as soon as we're done. Eventually, we will not be on YouTube anymore. They will nuke us. They will catch up to us because we talk about all the stuff we're not supposed to talk about because JV and I don't give a shit. So uh, make sure you have your backup plan, whether that's Rumble or Foxhole or somewhere. Uh, I, I personally suggest Foxhole and Rumble uh, would be ideal. They're, they're free speech platforms. Uh, I love the Foxhole guys because they're that was designed by guys who were kicked off of social media two, three, four years ago when it was all starting to happen back then. Um, and then Rumble is Rumble. Uh, and, and they just did a big update, so it's actually getting easier to use. If you haven't been there in a while, check it out. Anyways, uh, there, that's all I got. Oh, oh, we need to release the we need to release the lemons yes, and the scratchers. Release the Kraken. <laughs> all right, so we're going to release right now. At least uh, I'm releasing in Foxhole right now the scratchers. JB, you got the lemons? I'm doing the lemons in D-Live. Oh. Yes, I am. Let's see, we got the Free awesome. South, there Florida, nice, St. Louis, USA, the OC, Mob Mobile, Alabama, USA. Mobile. Woohoo! Damn. Moon pies, moon pies. We've got uh, Austin, Austin well, area in Texas. We've got, uh, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that, Enumclaw. Well, wow. Enumclaw. Enumclaw, Washington. Enumclaw, Washington. Allentown, PA. Allentown. My ex-girlfriend lives in Allentown. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad I'm not the only one. That's the first thing that came in my head was Billy Joel when you hear Allentown. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> yes. Um, North Carolina. Is there chat in Ooh. Rumble now? Let me check Rumble. Uh, I don't see anybody chatting in Rumble now. I don't know if anybody's chatting in Rumble. I don't know how Rumble works. Is there a lag works. on I'm, Rumble? I'm still trying to figure that. So is uh, there a lag that maybe? Big. So that... Okay. Apex, uh, North Carolina. Hmm. Breaking is next to Ooh, Allentown, Apex. North Carolina, Taxachusetts, yeah. Indiana. 15th. Wow, people all <laughs> over the place. Nice. Got a mass hole listening? Sorry, mass hole. <laughs> I'm sorry. Better, better, wow. better, better, better to be a mass hole than a Connecticut, though. So, oh my goodness. Even if you're if you're listening on. on the weekend, if you're listening on the weekend, because we do replay everything over the weekend. And uh, we, 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 we grab a different crowd over the weekend, it seems like. Please, if you hear this and you're able to, uh, do it again. Please put your the city and state that you're in if this is over the weekend because uh, it's a completely different crowd. And JV and I do jump in and out of uh, chat on the weekends uh, when we can. I mean, obviously, we you know have lives and stuff, too, like everybody else. But uh, we will come in and out as we can. But, uh, yeah, please put your city and state. That would be amazing to see. Yep. And uh, again, pilled.net and sign up for an account if you're doing the foxhole side, doing the foxhole thing. Yeah, and tomorrow night we've got uh, – who are we interviewing tomorrow night, Britt? We're going to pull – we, 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 we always got, do we got, this. We're interviewing two people. Well, one of them – Actually, I pulled it up. Oh, so nice. we are we are we are interviewing during the day tomorrow. Well, it's going to be a pre-recorded interview uh, because of her uh, schedule. But it's Heidi St. John, a congressional candidate. 
And she is out of do you Washington she's State. Out of? Washington Stan- State. That's right. That'll be interesting. And she, um, she's about the harmful effects of social media, the real pandemic. She's our kind of people, it seems like. That'll be awesome. And then the other person is Larry Clayman. Am I saying that right, JV? Yeah, it's Clayman, and he's going to be talking about vaccine mandates and stuff like that. Uh, mask mandates. He wrote a book called It Takes a Revolution, Forget the Scandal Industry, which is a playoff of Hillary Clinton's title, It Takes a Village. So that's going to be a great conversation. That'll be live tomorrow night. So that's The def- Heidi St. John interview, I'm not sure when we're going to air that. It's only That's going to be a short one. Maybe we'll put it into tomorrow night's program as well. I'm not sure. Right. Well, that's, both of these are definitely YouTube nukable programs. So if you're on YouTube, set up your backup plan. Because uh, we won't be there forever. Fighting for Trump said it's and for everybody that Enumclaw. Enumclaw. Enumclaw is how you pronounce that that town. Enumclaw. All right. Oh, cool. in Washington. Cool. Was that in Washington? Is that what that was? Right. And yeah, yeah, it was. was. Yeah, Jv, didn't you say we got we got some new subscribers on the podcast side over on? Uh, mm-hmm. I did say that. Yep. Some supporters over there. Yep, you're right. I did say yeah. that. Thank you for the support, people. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Juliet, good to see you. Trish, great to see you. Oh, but just before we let you guys go, Trish, did I think I mentioned in the beginning, but uh uh Newt Gingrich, it was it was it's kind of like um I don't know. He's kind of the wise man of the party right now, I'd say. It was it was kind of interesting because when I was a youngster was when Newt was Mr. Speaker. So it was very interesting to see him speak now versus how I remember him when I was a kid. Mhm. Just for just for <laughs> reference, he has not changed. Yeah. I have a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was very it was very interesting to hear Newt speak. He actually made a donation to one of the local people who's running for Florida District 20 for the US House, um, which was also great. Um, Jason Mariner, woohoo. So if you are live in District 20 and here in Florida, please go out and vote January eleventh. We appreciate your votes. Um, but yeah, no, it was great to hear Newt. He's sharp as a tack. He just wrote a new book about um, Joe Biden. So my mom's friend Ooh. came with us and she bought a copy. So that was, yeah. So I'll, I will wait until she finished. She and her husband finish reading it and then I'll borrow it so I can read it too. But, All right, great. Yeah, well, it's great oh to my hear gosh. Again, thanks, Trish. Thanks, Juliet. Uh, great to have you guys on the show. Love, uh, love both your perspectives. That's going to do it for tonight, Britt. I think we are all set. We said everything we needed to say, and we will see everyone tomorrow night for the Patriots Roundtable right here. Same bat channel.